Hey everyone, welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 34. I'm your host, Brett Wagner. Joining me as always and not as always, I have Cole Kirkman and Mikey Hopkins, returning guests. How are you guys doing? Is he the first returning guest? He is the first one, yeah. Ooh, Mikey, another. I feel like uh, there's somebody before me, but nope, go with it. No, you you are the first one. We had uh, a lot of our friends have joined us, but... You're the first one to show up the second time. It's always a pleasure. It always is a pleasure, Mikey. Uh, so this week, this week we'll talk about the RCQ event where we all competed, and we all did pretty well. Uh, uh, it was the Nerd Halla uh, capped 24-player RCQ event uh, where uh, we all did pretty well, uh, and I got top four. But actually, uh, between the three of us, I did the worst. So it was a very good tournament for this pod, for for the for these guys. Uh, Cole uh, died in the semifinals with me, so he got third place. Technically, he was had a better he had a better record than me. And Mikey, uh, how'd you do? Well, I won, but oh, okay. Not that <laughs> Cole's head was definitely hot throughout the whole day. <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll get into that. Don't worry. I, yeah. I have I have rights. Yeah. So, so congratulations, Mikey. Uh, this is your second RCQ uh, win and your second time winning with your deck also. Yeah, actually, I'm uh, in the last three Pioneer events, I'm two for three. I lost my winning in to Jet uh, at this other one in Kilgore, Texas. So, okay. Yeah, but it's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... So we're gonna go over uh, all of our tournament results uh, and and kind of and kind of give a breakdown of everything that happened um, that we think is relevant. We're talking about. We do and have some interesting things that happened. We we do, and we'll get into one pretty quickly. It was a story story of mine, but uh, but first, let's go over uh, over what we uh, over our weapons of choices. Uh, I went with uh, oh so. Apologies uh, if people checked out the Twitter. I said we're gonna play some really dope shit, and the the dope shit. Cole and I were both gonna pilot, and that that deck was going to be Mind Splice, uh, taking turns. But I played like a few a few days before, and I was on stream or I was in a Discord chat with with uh, Cole and a few other guys, and I just went oh five, and I was like Cole, no, I just like. I, I just can't do it. And, uh, and Cole, you were pushing me towards uh, a few other decks. And bitch, I said, you know what? I Honorably, I should be with Blue Red Creativity. I was with it in the early days when it was still in the tier six, tier seven Thunderdome uh, zone. And it's finally good. You know, read one with the tournament. And I'm a very. It's like probably my best, uh, most confident deck to to pilot, and it's really good. Like I couldn't find a reason not to play the deck. Uh, I'll, but I've been playing uh, elves a little bit, and I think I'm that that deck kind of stresses me out. I don't know what it is. And Lotus Field, I think that would be a good choice too. But I was just so out of practice, and I didn't play a lot of the Emergent Ultimatum builds. You know, I used to play Wish version a lot, so just mentally, I don't feel very confident with that deck. And I certainly didn't want to just walk into the room with it being so uh, cold. 
so I went with creativity. It had a pretty good result, so I I wouldn't change that that decision. I think I was really happy with it. But yeah, I didn't play Mind Slice. So I guess first, well, I'll I'll go over mine. Then we'll do. Yeah, then Cole and Mikey will will go over your deck choice and stuff like that. So, uh, going in, I I get first paired up against a person. I don't know. Uh, I don't know historically what they play. Uh, I, the guy looks familiar, but I, I couldn't. I wouldn't have a good guess of what he's playing. But he's on Bat Humans, and I'm able to win that match two to one. Uh, pretty. Um, I feel like the the. I feel like the one loss I had was uh, it, one game loss against him was it kind of a fluke where I was digging, but he just had pressure. Uh, I felt like um, the bat splash. He never found a cocoa in any of the three matches, so I think that could have been a part of like he wasn't drawing super well. But I also don't think the humans that he was getting into were were really helping that much, and I was answering pretty easily. So uh, I start off uh, pretty quickly in the one L bracket. Uh, going into round two, I, I get paired against Alec. Good buddy Alec. He's playing Gruel, uh, I guess Gruel Midrange? This is Gruel Vehicles. <laughs> okay, well I saw Embercleave, so I didn't know if that was like a they different They sideboard build. into it. Okay, gotcha. okay, cool. So uh, we played three games. Uh, although, like, I would still say that matchup felt pretty pretty good for me. The The only game I lost, he kind of, I feel like he got a little lucky where he he I he attacked I blocked and he had Embercleave so you know bad beats or whatever but as his the, manager I can express how bad that matchup is for him yeah actually Reed Duke talked about how bad that matchup is for the Bones deck okay I I mean I've never I never played that matchup before but I just felt like it was his pressure wasn't like I feel like you could go toe to toe with a lot of decks but just this it was just slow and it had no real interaction for treasure tokens. Or it did have the um the the the, the four four for three that you could uh, disenchant for three Miglaws. Miglaws, yeah. That fucking car. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I beat him uh, in three games, and yeah, it uh it was pretty favorite for me. Uh, going into round three, I get paired against Devin. Uh, he all he was the other player who also uh uh he he was he was in the top four with us uh. uh he got second place. He beat me with his Grixis mid-range pile, and I don't think I ever had a chance. Like, this was, I would say pretty safely, this was the worst matchup I could have had. Uh, I mean, I don't know every, all 24 players in the room and what they're playing, but this had to be among the worst ones at the very least. So he he smokes me in two games. It is not close. Around four, I get paired against Jet, who's on Omnath, Bring to Light, and... <laughs> He's kind of joking because there's no uh, Rakdos players in the room. He's like, why aren't there any Rakdos players that I could beat up on? Because apparently he, uh, he believes that he could just smoke them. I think he's right. Uh, but we play a quick two games uh, where I'm able to beat him pretty pretty swiftly. Uh, the only interesting thing, in the, and this is the first game, where he's holding up White Man the whole time. Uh, but he's missing land drops, and I know that he is just representing Leyland Binding. So I just like cast Fable of the Mirror Breaker, just like cast these small ball things and continue to accrue some treasure tokens. And I'm also threatening the uh, double Kiki, uh, you know, making Kiki Jiki at the end step uh, and repeat that process based on mana. So I'm just like threatening this. So he finally has a tap out to kind of stop that answer. And I just 
Shields Dowdage, creativity X equals two uh, pretty pretty easily. And the second game, uh, I switch into... This, so this was not in my sideboard list, uh, this matchup specifically. Uh, I play against... Uh, so, but I decide I think it's right for me to switch to the Hullbreaker Horror strategy. And I'm able to, to stick one and I'm basically just like playing control, attacking for seven, just like controlling the game with, with Hullbreaker Horror. The game just gets very trivial from there and I'm able to win pretty easily. Then we get to round, between round four and five, uh, the tiebreakers are a little dicey. I'm the number eight seed as it stands at three and one. And it's a clear cut top eight. Because so, so ninth place and lower is uh, six match points. So they're two and two. And then I'm the lowest uh, or the worst breakers in the three and one bracket. So it's clear cut top, uh, cut to top eight. The only problem is Devin is the number seven seed, and he uh, he and I can't get paired against each other, uh, and we both get paired down, so we have to play our last match and and do that. And I get paired against our good buddy Drew, who has been one of the the, the, the our guests on the show as well. Uh, we're playing a seventy three card mirror, and we were talking about this deck before and talking about. And I gave him a full sideboard guy that printed out for him. Like, hey, here you go, buddy. This uh, use this as a reference and a Bible. And we get by fortune we get paired against each other, and we're talking before the match. And he's like, if you could see to me, we might be able to both get it. And I said, I I can't concede to you because I uh, I there's no guarantee that either of us gets in if that happens. Or I say I I can't guarantee both of us making it. And uh, so I'm, and I, I would, I say, I, if I draw him in, but I tell him you, you probably just got to play because you may have a chance if the breakers shake out. Uh, and I beat him two to one, and I think the way we were looking, I he said he doesn't think he'd actually sneak into top eight with if he beat me, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, math kind of gets weird with just one game being different. Uh, but. Anyway, uh, I'm glad that it happened where if he beat me and we both are just on the outside looking in, that would have been pretty brutal. I, I felt like he would have like been felt bad about it because he, the only thing he did was prevent me from getting top A and he went and you know, no one wants that. Like, especially if it's you know, a good friend like Drew, but we played three of the most intense matchups of the day for me was our three games. I want to say and... the whole room was watching that game. It, yeah, yeah, because we were the, the I think we we're the last one, and we we had a lot on the line too, because we had tons of top eight implications. Was the match between us, and game one, he he's ahead of the game uh, of most of this game, because he has he's casting fables, uh, big scores, and he has just more resources. And I'm just like I cannot let this keep going, and eventually I say, all right, fuck it, I go, I'm going for it. I tap like tap out like, do you have it? Basically, is what I did, and I'm just like he's gonna show me literally any good card, and I'm dead. But instead, he starts with impulse. So I was like, okay, and and, and I might not be remembering the exact interaction, but something like that. He drew a card, maybe had a clue token. I think it was impulse into another cantrip, like another impulse. So I was like, holy shit, this might be working. 
And he leaves himself with one man. I was like, okay, well, I'm still de- dead to spell pierce. I'm creativity on a cre- two creatures. So it's like, I'm dead to those shock spells, the fire impulses. And he's like, yeah, you got it. And he and he's like, do you have the combo? I was like, it's it's all in the deck. He's like, all right, yeah, you got it. And I was like, oh my god, uh, fucking unreal. I just I could not believe that I won that match. Um, I got super super lucky uh, to to steal that one. I really do feel like I stole that one. Uh, game two, he uh, sticks the hole breaker first, and uh, I think at one point I had a sorcery speed a hole breaker, and he counters it, and which cost me treasure. And I was just like light years behind him so he he wins that pretty easily game three was a very interesting game between us and uh he sticks his uh hole breaker first i believe it, a lot of shit happened so i'm trying to remember this uh or i get my hole breaker down first and i'm like okay if i've tapped i've tapped out to do this at his incept cast hole breaker hopefully this he, this like um he doesn't it's it, we don't really have answers for cards like that for for the hole breaker yeah you don't play cards yeah. in the mirror it, not like that right we're not playing we you know we're we have red removal uh but he instead auto war is i was like oh shit because i think it kind of cost me he finds a spot where he can cast a hole breaker and i'm just like oh shit this might be my life this or this might be the death of me and they get to a spot where i cast Hullbreaker in step, and I'm just like expecting him to play any spell to remand it back to my hand and just like stay ahead on that. But he's like, no, it resolves. It's like, holy crap. Uh, unreal that this happened. It, but it untaps in my turn. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll attempt to bounce yours. And he's like, he picks it up. I was like, oh my gosh. And I just knew at that point, I just won the game. I think he had a land in his hand that I. I think I, I think so too. I, I was like, he had one card in hand and it must have been a, a blank or something. And so he gets, eventually gets to the point where I'm like, all right, untap. I will make a copy of Hallbreaker with, I had a Kiki Jiki out and attack. And he's like, all right, flash in Hallbreaker. And I was like, I have a spell to bounce this and bounce your one blocker. And then it's a lethal attack. Uh, so, uh, so I won at that spot and I was like, holy shit. That was, uh, it was incredibly good games. Um, Typically, I don't like mirror matches, and this one felt really awkward. Um, but it was, uh, I, it was unreal that I won that, and it was like really, I, I don't know. It to me, I was like, it's really good games. I I felt like I really came back really strong in that last game. But for Drew, I could see as it, something where it's like I can't like how it just it might it, like it, it could just be a very sour game for him. So I don't know, but it was I felt like I kind of got lucky, and but I think I played it pretty well. And, uh, and then that put me into, uh, instead of being able to chop or to, uh, ID for top eight, instead I win and Devin wins his two Cause he, you know, he also got paired down. So we walk in as the number two and number three seed. So we're like at the top of the, uh, so we'll have some, some, uh, we'll be on the play for a big part of it. Cole's locked up the number one seed at this point with, by going four oh and one, I believe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So real, really, really fortunate. Really good that we got top. Uh, good spot in the bracket. Uh, and I get paired against Omnath Bring to Light. Uh, I knew like Cole played this. Uh, Cole and I were sitting next to each other, and so I knew he was on BTL. And uh, kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, everything, but 
Game one, uh, I'm able to, or I, game one, I lose. I'm sorry. I lose. He had a uh, pretty good pressure. He dealt with the whole breaker horror and, uh, or the, I'm sorry. He, he dealt with the world to my worm and I just, uh, lose. To put it simply, uh, game two, uh, we cast and I, I'll go over, uh, so what happened? We're at a point where he cast bring to light X equals five. So I'm cast uh, Narset's Reversal, and then uh, I, from Narset's Reversal, I'll, just to kind of tell the story as it happened, I cast Narset's Reversal, and I pick up my deck, cast Big Score, which costs, he's fit five colors of mana. I'll go over the everything later, uh, and I'm like, all right, cast Big Score, pitch this card, get two treasures, and then eventually I get to the point where I cast Hullbreaker and uh, got to win the game based on that. Going to game three, uh, same thing happens. Literally the exact same thing. He has an early bring to light. I have Narset's Reversal. And I'm like, okay, cast bring to, uh, cast sa- same thing. Cast big score, make two treasures, discard and discard a card and draw two. And then as we passed my turn, JV, the who was the level one judge at this event, good friend of mine, good friend of all of ours, he said, wait, stop. I, that, I don't think that works like that. And then I realized pretty quickly from there, and if you're listening, you may know this, that Bring to Light says, based on the amount of colors you spend to cast this spell, search your library for, and cast that, a spell of that mana value or less. Well, I spent zero mana to cast Bring to Light. So the only cards I could cast were like Ornithopter and, you know, cards that don't exist in my deck. I we I didn't know that. The opponent didn't know that. And JV, his ruling was that too, too much has happened. We can't just do this. And the L2 judge that was there, he kind of uphold. He said, that's how we're going to do it. Where we can't go back. And the opponent, well... I, I guess he did not take that ruling very well. He said, well, he said basically, well, I don't want to continue this game. Uh, he asked me if I would concede based on this knowledge. And I tell him, well, I'll sacrifice the treasures from the big score. Uh, like, I, we can't, un- like the judges say, this is how the board state is. I, I can't do anything about that. I'll sacrifice the treasures at the very least. That's all I can feasibly do in this spot. And, and I say, but I'm not going to concede. He's like, okay, well, I can. Then I'm just going to concede. And I was like, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I said something like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to go down this way. He and he responded, well, you could have conceded. And I was like, okay. Which, which is kind of the 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 whole the the story I was kind of teasing earlier, um, that and, and just to be really quick, uh, in the semis I play against Devin, I lose O two. It was never close. Uh, Devin's deck just lines up incredibly well against the, he had a good deck in the room and it lined up really well against me. So, um, but yeah, but going back to the Omnath bring to light story, uh, or that opponent, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, I Cole, I appreciate you and, and drew and kind of all my friends who were still there. Just like, Hey, you know, take a second, like just chill, like whatever. Cause that's the end of the match. I say, all right, you know what? I need to give both of us space because he, Clearly, he he's gonna want to vent to like his friends and stuff like that, and you know that's you know that's fine. 
I was like, I just, I just want to step away, give, give each of us space to process, basically. And I know that's what he, I know that's what he was doing. He was like, he was to, to, to not go over what he was saying because I don't know what he was saying. I was like, he, he just wants to vent and stuff like that. Yeah, he, I, mean, I basically went outside, spoke to security, and vented to me and Devin. So yeah, and, and that's fine. Like everyone can do that, but the only thing I had issue with, like, it's fine to ask for concession. Or whatever, if if he fe- and you know to him maybe if if the tables were turned he would have. Good good on you, I guess. Uh, but I never felt like I was obligated to concede. Like I didn't knowingly give myself this huge unfair advantage. You're never obligated to concede. I'm, yeah, exactly. Right, and I I can't make up his mind. And he, I think at that point he knew that with that kind of advantage that I was pretty far ahead. I think that was kind of true, but there's nothing like, I, I'm sorry. I wish there was something I could have done differently. Like I wish, I wish it was caught earlier and, or that I wish I knew about it. Right. It's rough, but I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. There's nothing else more to say, but I thought his, uh, his approach in was, his attitude was very, very poor. Just put him, put it lightly. Um, but it, I I know I know if he's telling the same story, it's I I may be an asshole. I don't know. Like based on his tone, it it's you know whatever. I I I don't, I don't think I was okay. at all. But well, I mean, that's good to hear. Like I okay, yeah. Is it, in the moment I I was a little. I, I don't know. Like to to him, maybe he thought maybe he would have conceded in that same spot, and that's that's you know that's his choice or whatever. But I think I think part of his opinion, and that, that's actually really that's really nice to hear. As I was thinking, this guy might be like um, a very poor sport and just like trying to cancel me on Twitter or whatever. I don't know. But I was glad to. Uh, that's that's good to hear. I but I think. I think for him, he's like he thought he would have won the second game, but but I I was able to resolve a big score by you know stealing his spell basically. But in that same game, I had a hole breaker horror like the entire game. As soon as I res- resolved it, I won the game basically on the spot. Like, and I think that the game would have drawn out to that point, and I don't think he would have had an answer. So I I don't think it was clear that he was going to win that game personally. And a million things could have happened to give us a completely wild different outcome. But anyway. But uh, that was my tournament story. It got top four. Uh, Cole, what did you play at this event? And tell us how it went. I opted. So me and the good brother Alec, uh, the party bus, we went to an RCQ the day before I played Blue Red Mind Splice. And my only two losses were to creativity because of fucking Narset's reversal. I was so sick and tired of Narsa's reversal. So the next day, Alec was a good brother. He patted me on the back. Him and I have been doing a lot of tournaments lately because Brent's been locked down in hell. So we've been Team AC. And uh, he, like, patted me on the back. He's like, you know what? You should just play, like, a deck that you're proficient in and, like, play Phoenix. You should play Phoenix. I was like, you know what, Alec? Fuck it. And I had been so scared of Phoenix because, like, I had devoted a lot of time to learning but never played it to any degree in any big event. Because my my thing was we would always, like, go to these RCQs like Mikey and all these other guys, 
and you've like, look at these top tables, like Rakdos, Green, all these other decks, and then you're like, okay, and we're like in round four, so it's kind of like, okay, well, let's see how everyone else is doing. You look at like the back tables, and there's like the one Phoenix player over like rocking the 04 bracket. I was like, okay, maybe Phoenix is just like awful, and like shouldn't be played. And I don't think it, uh, I, apologies for not knowing, but I don't think it had a very good uh, PT either, like the results. It went five and, it went like five and two. There was a bunch of them, but only one of them did well. Like, and and so the, my thought process with, with Phoenix then after Alex said it was like, you know what, maybe like if you, if like meta called the deck, like you build the deck and like you pilot it well and you're confident with it, you're probably going to win. Because like, Phoenix is like the dredge of Pioneer, where like you have the best game ones in like the whole format, but your game two and three just suck because like everybody just plays free hate for you. So like, you kind of also lose to yourself because like if you pilot it poorly, like you go for it and it's like, we'll say we'll use Mikey as an example. Like he's on blue white. If I'm trying to go for it, he just punishes it. It's game, you know, like I have to play around a bunch of stuff. It's like calling your opponent's bluffs on a bunch of shit. So I medicalled it and I said, fuck it. I put my teeth to the grindstone and I did it. And I had a phenomenal time with Phoenix. Really enjoyed it. I will be running it back at the next RCQs coming up. Um, I played four thing in the ice. I did medical that. Uh, I got a list from a challenge and I talked to the guy that won that challenge. And he was like, four thing in the ice is like key to the format right now. I was like, okay. And I will 100% agree. Thing in the ice is hell of a magic card. Uh, my round one was against um, Creativity, so we already broke that barrier. I don't remember how many Creativity players there were. I think there were five of y'all. There was, and the ones I know of was uh, myself, obviously, Drew, uh, and Ivan. Ivan. And then uh, the guy that played against Mikey. Yeah, so there were four, and I think there was one more. So there was like five of y'all. So the, heavy, okay. heavy Creativity meta in a 24-person room. Um, so I'm like, all right, we'll get the Boogeyman out of the way. Game one, I beat him on just sheer, like, like, you know, Phoenix doing Phoenix shit. Like, he does, like, you know, creativity game one, their counter magic is all, like, really shitty. Like, Spell Pierce, Spell Pierce is a hell of a card against them when they're trying to, like, do stuff. Oh, yeah. So, and I stuck a turn two thing in the ice. They can't kill it unless they want to throw two spells into it. And it ran away with the game. Game two, um, I made a mistake, and I knew it was a mistake. I boarded out my uh lightning axes for uh my two Sahilis because I was like maybe you know if the game goes long I fucking forgot about Holebreaker Horror and that ran away with the game game two. So I brought back in the axes. Game three we get to this really cool position and everyone's around us where it's he gets two Holebreakers out and I have a flipped thing and like Phoenix is in the yard. And my hand is Galvanic Iteration and a Lightning Axe. And he has, like, three mana open. And I had, like, Negate and, like, D-Stroke. So I'm like, okay. And he's at four life. So I'm like, okay. I have, like, three Phoenixes in the yard. So I go, like, before combat, obviously. Galvanic Iteration Axe. So I'm axing two things, or a thing twice, or Holebreaker twice. So I'm like, all right, you got three mana open. Like, you have to respond here, or you don't get to double bounce and, like, do your cute shit. Um, so he goes dig through time, has one mana open, has no cards in hand after this. I then in response, um, negate the dig and he concedes. So that was a cool game. Uh, round Mikey, I didn't 
play did I play you round two? Yeah, we played. Yeah, we played round two, me and Mikey. They were close games. I was very fortunate. Um did you you beat me in the post board, right? Like post board game two. Yeah. So game one I got really lucky. I didn't see a lot of my removal. And like usually that's how Phoenix is hundred percent gonna lose game one against blue eye control. Like you just draw your fiery impulses against the deck that just literally doesn't give a shit. Uh I think I think my opening hand was like both spell pierces and thing in the ice, so like I got to fight against Mikey the whole time. Yeah, mind you that like you also I also drew on my soft counters and I bored you those did. out. I did we get to play around soft counters, which was nice. But you were also way more on removal, but we'll get to Mikey's deck later. Uh also scared me playing against Mikey because Mikey's a good friend of mine, but he's also who I consider the best control player in DFW. So I was like, all right, well, this is like a real test of metal here to see, you know, how how this will go. Um game two, Mikey beats me via control. I think like you stuck like a Teferi and some other shit. And I was Oh, the start hive. Yeah, you start hive me. I was like, fuck. Yeah, game three. I get a saying out pretty early against him and he doesn't deal with it. And then we just get to a position where we're in a counter war for lethal and I Narciss reversal of Dovin's veto. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and then round three, I think it was against the Omnath player. Yes, it was against the Omnath player. We get to a point, and this is, I'm surprised Brent didn't bring it up. This is where Brent's whole life went upside down. <laughs> was in round three. So I'm playing it. I forgot about this at the time I was and talking And I brought about, yeah. in Reversal because it's a free spell. And I think it's also funny, Brent. I did take out Reversal game three because I was like, fuck this card. Um, <laughs> so okay. I, we have a point. He gets a Tibble. He like molds a five game. I will say this. This man fucking molded a five game two. Got off from under it so damn well. I was so impressed. He got a bulky out. Um... And, like, I steeped a seven, and I was, like, just couldn't fight it. Uh, like, I had answers for, like, Omnath and shit, and he just went, like, uh, bring the light Valky, and I was, like, ah, okay. Um, so, I'm dealing with the Valky, and at some point, he upticks, he hits a D-stroke, and, like, a bring the light. So he's, like, all right, I'll cast bring the light. Well, I have this reversal in my hand. I'm, like, all right, fuck it. It's counter magic. I'll use it. And before he really gives me a position to, like, kind of, because I was going to call JV over to see what happens, because I just didn't know. And I was like, you know, why to double check? Um, I kind of figured that you don't get anything out of it, or like you get to search, but you know, whatever. But before he really lets me even process what we're about to do about that, he goes, I'll use your disample stroke to counter the bring the light. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we won't even bother with this then. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. And me seeing that, I was like, oh, wow, uh, reversal, really good on bring to light X equals five. So that's, that's where it started. For so all started. He didn't even let me do that in game three. Um Thing in the Ice was a hell of a magic card against, you know, Omnath where like they play Sylvan Caryatids and shit. Um round four. Uh so I am three oh and you know, and you're in a five round tournament, you know, you can go to your round four and draw. I'm paired against the good brother Jeremy. He's a good guy. And he's on human. And I go I usually how I am with draws is I'll usually ask my opponent like how they're feeling. So I go to Jeremy, we're in the top tables, and I'm like, hey Jeremy, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to play. Good brother loves to play. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I know he's on humans. Um, so we play and game one, he kept a one lander, but it was like four one drops. He just never found a second land. I got to run away with the game. 
game two, he did human shit. It was like, turn one dude, turn two Thalia, turn three Adelaide. And I was like, oh god. And I just got stuck on three lands. Uh, and then game three, I got to do the cool shit. I boarded in Sahili's, which I do wish they were, uh, for just this matchup, were, uh, that young Pyro or something. Yeah, just one, like, a, just a two drop. It didn't really matter. But I got to a point where I got a Sahili down. I made an artifact. I had three Phoenixes. I got to copy the dude to a Phoenix in him for lethal. And then we go to the next round. We draw in. I get... My next round was technically against control. I did debate playing him. I, it would be uh, Mikey's first round opponent in top eight. Uh, if I I got told by like multiple people that if I would have played and I won, it would have fucked up top eight completely. So I kind of thought about doing it. But I didn't really want to sit against control again unless I had to. Which we'll get into that. <laughs> so top eight comes. I play against... My first round is Bogles. And I'm like, oh fuck. Like, I'm a Phoenix deck. I have a lot of removal. This is probably going to suck. Then I remember I'm on fourth Thing in the Ice. Thing in the Ice won both games into to stuck a turn two Thing in the Ice and then played four spells and then won the game. Um, and then the next round in semis, I'm against Mikey and it's his redemption round. Game one, I'm old to five. And like, it was a pretty medium five and Mikey like steeped to seven. So I was like, okay, it's probably not going my way. Mikey runs away with the game. Uh, and then round two, for game two, I a six, Mikey sees a seven, and then he just runs away the game with big ass sharks. Like we had a point where like I is a charm just to dig because I had I I managed I will say in my list I did play two treasure or four treasure cruises over the uh, the two two or the two split of temporal trespass, which I really liked a lot, and I got to a point where I just found fucking three of them against Mikey like every time, and you know treasure cruise is a really cool card. Until you fucking have three of them. Especially against the control deck with Dova's Vetoes. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to burn an Izzet Charm to, like, fucking, like, put stuff in there. And I discard a Lightning Axe. And then Mikey immediately punishes that by making a 4-4 Shark. I'm like, okay. And then he immediately punishes that by making a 5-5 Shark. And I'm like, okay. So Mikey wins the game. And then we're good games. I, if I were to lose to anybody, I'm at least happy it was Mikey. Uh, definitely deserve that win. Um, honestly, they were fun games. I really enjoy when I get to play against people like Mikey and we're just fucking around the whole time screaming and shit. So always fun. Um, so yeah. So yeah, Mikey, you want to tell your story? All right. So first off, I want to say this was the most unprofessionally, professionally brand tournament I've ever been to in my life. There was more slander and shit talking than like (laughs) I've ever seen at a tournament before, but you know, it was good vibes. So um, yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely to me, like, and if you've ever played against me, you know how I play when I know you, like, I should talk and stuff, and I, like, am really easygoing. The whole tournament felt like that. Like, everyone. Because it was a 24-person local tournament cap, so, like, everyone knew each other for the most part, so we're, like, yelling at each other across the room. Yeah, so like, like, there's one point where, like, Devin has a Scarab God out, and then does the trigger to, like, scry... And then doesn't even like draw for his turn. And there's like a point where I yell, dude, how do you forget the most important part to playing magic? Like drawing a card is the best part, you know? So, you know, or. Yeah, honestly, it was, it was a lot of that. Yeah, I love the vibe. Oh, yeah, it was great. So, um, so let me get to Saturday first. 
So Saturday. So what, what? Real quick, what? What did you play? Oh, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. Please tell so, the story, so, Brad. Sorry, I'm back on mute. We played at Sherman for their modern RCQ, and I took blue, white, red control, and it was just red for fire ice. This is the blue white deck. And basically, I didn't want to play. So I've been on this thing where, like, I don't want to play Leyline Binding because I'm tired of them getting Besaju and losing. So, whatever. I 3 0 into 3 and then dropped. So we go to the next day, Sunday or Saturday night. I was contemplating on playing either red, black, or blue, white control. And everybody knows me for playing blue, white, but I really like wanted to get people. Like, yeah, you know, I'm playing red, black. But, like, the the week of this tournament, I played my blue-white deck on Magic Online in 5-0. It was the same 75 I took to the tournament. And, you know, the results speak. So, I played blue-white control. Um, it was featuring laydown arms with, like, 11 basics. Um, was there anything cool about my list? Basically, it was a Claudio list. How many prayer streams? Four. Okay. Yeah. And they were nice, too. Got a nice... The old border ones, yeah. So, um, I'll talk about my, uh, tournament, you know. So, in round one, I played against Jet. This is my redemption match. Because Jet knocked me out of the top eight and killed... Or, not top eight... The winning in in Kilgore, where he gets all the way to the finals and loses to Mike Sasewski. Um, So, I get the redemption match, and he's playing the Omnath Brimlide deck. Um, I played against this on Magic Online, and I will say the matchup is very easy. Um, because we just have a bunch of permission, and they're like a good like face-up sorcery, sorcery speed spell deck. So you can just take advantage of them being slow and awkward, especially with their mana. I mean, Leyline Binding is really good versus blue-white control, but that's like their only good tool. So you just overload them with threats if you have to. Um, so I win at 2-0, and then I play against Cole in round two, and it's basically a mulligan to four, dude. Like, I draw the soft counters in game one, and Cole just... Beat the shit out of me. Little um, space chickens. Yeah. Um, and then game two, I won with angels. And then I already called out of resources to do that. And then in the third game, I had this really awkward line where I had to. What did I do? I wanted to play around stroke. You like marched the thing. I marched I know your that. thing in the ice, and you like is it charmed it or something. And then I, think I spell pierced it. You probably did shit. spell pierce it. And then I went to negate. I went to veto. And then you narcissus reversal. And it was exactly at thirteen, and you hit me for thirteen. You had exactsies. It was a good game. I wasn't mad. You just gotta bounce back when you lose. So, in the second mat, in my third round, I played against. Uh, is it creativity? Um. Game one's kind of like a wash. Uh, like, there's only a few cards that matter. Like, Fable matters, and just the combo itself matter. Um, you could basically let Big Score resolve, because that doesn't matter. 
if you have hard counters to stop the actual combo card. And then even if they do resolve the combo, you still have the Wandering Emperor. So if they like make it a 30-30 and swing, you can just use your Wandering Emperor and exile the worm itself. And then they really don't have a good game plan outside of that, besides trying to kill you with fables. So there is no game plan outside of that. Exactly. <laughs> so um, there's that matchup. Uh, I beat him 2-0. Now the card that I want is like summary dismissal is just there for the whole breaker horror itself in my sideboard. Um, it's kind of crucial because you got to find it. But the, there are games where you and your opponent, the, the creativity opponent, will say draw go and they're going to go horror and then you're going to have a dismissal. And then the game should end, or it could end, but you still have to play out that, you know, you still have to kill them. Um, Then I play against y'all's, our buddy Alec on boats. Um, Game one, so this is actually a pretty, this is my rule against Lenoir Elves decks. Um, You mulligan aggressively to kill a turn one elf every time. It does not matter. Um, it's basically time walk when you can kill their elf. And I think I mollied to six twice just so I could kill an elf on one. And it opened up the whole game to where I could play like sensors and stuff. So um, I win that game. I win those games in two due to Starnheim, actually. Again. Starheim, real good. I was playing too. Oh, Regal Caracol did some work too. Um, just, just like putting cats into play and like, if he kills the cat, I don't care because there's still like two more cats laying around. So, yeah. And then I got to draw my fifth round. Thank God you didn't play Cole. <laughs> I would have, I would have slandered your name until I played you again. I saw how y'all looked at me when I said, uh, and then like I was like, all right, I think, I think I'm good. Was it Jacob? He wanted you to play, right? Yeah, man. He Nick. wanted the chaos. Okay. I think you had the, like a a solid lock on first place. Like even if you lost, I think you still yeah, Cole, are in first you place. You were good, man. Your breakers were good. I was kept. Win- I kept winning. You know. So. Uh, in the quarterfinals, I played the blue white mirror, and it was this. This was a. His build was like pretty, pretty different. He was different, playing the right? traditional build, like with Angel and Sideboard and like his one mana removal spells, Portable Hole. But like, um, I don't know how many lands he was playing, but my deck was sort of like built in for a mirror. I was playing 27 lands on top of two disruptions. So 29, like damn near half my deck's land. And that mirror's all about land drops and making sure the Wandering Emperor doesn't get out of hand. So. Oh, that's about right. Um, yeah. He keeps, so, you know, it's like a, it's like a marathon, right? Like, you know, land go, land go. He doesn't hit his fourth land in the first game. And I was like, okay, well, all I do now is just beat like an absorb. Whatever, right? So play a bait spell, and then he counters it, and then I play a real thing, and Teferi wins that game. Uh, 
And then in the second game, he keeps a two-lander on the play. Keeps seven. Two-lander on the play with um, Behold, the multiverse. And uh, he tried to Behold, the multiverse on his main phase, and I disputed it, and the game ends. Literally concedes. And yeah, they so were clear, done way before any of us were. Yeah, yeah. The control mirror. The the only two control players get paired up round one, and we're like, oh, okay, this like we're all thinking they're going to be the ones we're waiting on and just hovering over their shoulder. They're done like damn near five minutes. I it felt like it was unreal. Yeah, it's Bogles versus Phoenix, and we're still playing. Like I think we're like mid game two when Mikey's like, yeah, I'm done. I think we're sideboard. I'm sideboarding in my match at this point. Like just just opening up the sideboard. I and then I, I love Mikey the control wins. mirror in every format. I can play control in. So yeah, I don't know. It's just neat. neat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then we play the semifinals against Cole. And Cole, I get lucky. Cole Mulligans two five game one, and I think game one's the hardest. Believe it or not, like. Um, for you or for me? For a little bit for me and some bit for you, like, because there's just dead cards for both. But, like, yeah, you also don't like just have like the random back of like turn two riff against Phoenix, and it's like, yeah, exactly. Doesn't work. So, like, there's no like real like hole in the wall or like nail in the coffin. There's like, I just have to pray sometimes because, like, there can be times where I'm ahead, I have a Teferi at six. And then you just go, oh, look, here's two phoenixes and, a, you know, and a, I'll, I'll attack your Teferi. And I'll take an extra turn. I'll attack you. And th- that's all she writes, you know. So yeah. uh, I got lucky. Especially when you when you spike hazard me. going, <laughs> You're just like, I'll just dome you for one. And I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, the first draw I had on that Moldify was a cruise, and I was like, I have a fucking scream. Yeah. <laughs> I had, like I drew like an impulse on a cruise. I was like, okay, well, I guess I gotta fucking get there somehow. What do the what do the kids say? Cringe. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah, I was like fuck this. <laughs> so, um, then game two. Yeah, I do. Do game two. Those sharks. They were like, they were the shit, Cole. They ran away with that fucking game. <laughs> I was like, wow. This is, this is everything I wanted. And like I could have played any of your stuff, but like, you ain't playing nothing. I don't have to play anything. So, yeah, like, yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> um, and then, um, so I beat you, and then in the finals, I see my buddy Devin. So I will. So it was like two cars playing against two cars in the semis, and it was kind of cool, but, um. Man, I was hungry. I knew Devin was hungry. Um, Devin knew how much this meant to me, considering that, like, we've been grinding for, like, three months straight, or, like, a whole, like, month straight of these things. And, you know, we both make the finals, and me and Devin, we go outside, we have a talk. And it's wild because... On the car ride to the tournament, Devin goes, hey, if we make the finals, you know, how do you want to do things? And I'm like, well, let's get there first, you know, because there's a reason. 
Uh, and so we we just come to an agreement and distribute prizes. And I know it's like super like anticlimactic for a tournament because you know you want to see the final match and who's play and you know who wins. But like there's like a respect thing. And I've been coaching Devin, and you know he played well all day, as you can tell. Made it all the way to the finals. Literally played a deck that I told him not to play. And the things he was doing to people playing this deck were disgusting. And I'm proud of him. So, and, you know, I just want to see him bounce back. He knows I've got him on his next RCQ. So, yeah. Yeah, so, he, he could brothered it. Yeah, he did. He He did a good job. I was proud of him. So. But that was my tournament. Um, you know, it's blue white is really good when there's combo in the room and you don't play against humans. <laughs> so, and there's all like two humans players in the room. I yeah, there was it was very light. I think there was like no mono green. Also, yeah, there was no mono green players in the room. One black red sacrifice deck. Two angels. Two angels. 17 creativity. I'm not going to lie. I saw James Sun walk in the room and I almost wanted him to walk out because he's knocked me out of top eight or knocked me out of top eight contention like three times. And I just figured that I would have to. His play record him. at the hall is very rough, brother. The last RCQ, he also like scrubbed out. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good tournament. It was fun. Um, no, I don't get to play. RCQs until April, so it's time to play standard, boys. Nice. So speaking of standard, what it, where are you leading for standard? Like you're you're kind of a control mage or a blue mage for sure. Are you gonna stick to your roots, or are you just gonna try to play like a best deck, or do you, or what? What are your what's your gut telling you right now? I know there's a little bit of time left, but well, one of my strengths as just a magic player in general, like you know you. Uh, you have two strengths, and the other strength I have is playing mid-range. But not like creature mid-range, but like, you know, just heavy, heavy controlling mid-range, like tap out stuff. So, definitely, definitely leaning towards Grixis. Um, I've tried blue-white control decks, and they just, fables of messed, very messed up card, so... Grixis. Grixis is probably the best deck in standard. Most consistent, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Where are you going, Brent? Because aren't you going to San Diego? Yeah, I'll go to San Diego, but I have no idea what I'm playing. And oh. I'm, getting sh I'm getting shamed for it. For uh, not putting... A I'm not doing hardly any preparation for, for standard. And uh, luckily, like, uh, we have a good, like... We have a ton of active like players in our in our group that are just like jamming a lot. They'll 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 break standard decks. A lot of proxy uh, decks also I'm trying to get figure out what they think is the best deck and what they want to play. And they're like, "We'll bring extra decks for like me or something like that because they will have them on them," yeah, which is which is which is really cool. Um, and I'm just like jokingly saying, oh, I'm going to play Invoke Justice. Let's get reanimate some stuff and just like try to play BS. And I saw a blue red, uh, I guess the blue red Power Stone deck. I was like, that looks pretty cool. Um, 
Model Blue, I played for like a hot second. That's like that kind of tempo uh tempo aggro style is kind of interesting to me. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I know I'm buying, I'm probably going to buy Atraxas because all the best decks play it. And then I'll probably buy some Bank Busters too because all, all the decks play it, that card too. So. Yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm leaning. Uh, Cole, uh, you've been playing a fair bit of standard yourself. You have, and I think you have a leading contender right now, don't you? Good old fucking Marred. Games only last ten minutes, baby. That's all I'm out for. Just like my sex life. But um. But yeah, like hey, after ten standard... minutes, man. Listen, man, I'm bored <laughs> after ten minutes, so. <laughs> Standard oh, is such boy. a such a fucking hellscape right now that it's like I don't know. I'm trying everything and anything. Like with Brad, there are guys on the team that are fucking like crunching numbers and shit. And I I will say, at least for Pokemon, I'm very fortunate. And like I said, for Pokemon, I'm reiterate that in Pokemon, I could pick up a bullshit deck and like do really well in a big event. Was it like my Pokemon regional experience? Like, I picked up, like, a rogue deck and got 70th. Like, because I just bullshit people out. So, I do have that going for me, but that's about it. Like, standard to me, there are standards that have come and gone that have been super fun and super, like, fun to play in and shit. And then there's been, like, this one. And I don't know. I just, like... Like, playing Mono Raid, I don't have to give a fuck or shit or anything that's going on. <laughs> like, with what my opponent's doing. But, like, the decks that, like, I'm trying to do things, like, Invoke Despair is a hell of a magic card in this format. Shieldred is a hell of a magic card in this format. Like, there are just cards in this format that just, like, like make matchups go from, like, 60-40 to, like, 80-20. And, like, it, it's rough. Like, I have red and blue right now built. And then I just built this Ivy combo deck that this dude's been doing really well with, which I need to, like go do a line of coke or something to try to figure out how how it's successful <laughs> but um yeah yeah like i'm really trying because i don't want to go to san diego and like go oh three and then complain about it um so yeah i at least like to go to san diego and if i'm gonna lose i at least want it to be like well you know what cool you like did your best like you at least went knowing what you were doing versus like oopsie poopsie i like just picked up some like dude's deck that i've never played before in my life but there is a benefit to standard because it's a hellscape that, like, innovation is a thing that exists. Like, these Atraxa decks didn't exist before because Grixis was such a, like, prominent beast. But now you can play these, like, bullshit-ass five-color Atraxa decks and they're good. So, so we'll see. I, I am trying to brew decks, but like I said, when you're if your deck can't beat Grixis, then it's like, you're probably not going to be able to play anything or play that deck at all. Yeah, Grixis is like the level zero. It's the Jund. Yeah, it, it is the gatekeeper. Like, can your deck be Grixis? No, then don't play it. But um, yeah, like like I said, me and Mikey both have our invites. Bren's going to try to do the LCQs when we get there. Um, and then we have a bunch of other guys going. So we're probably going to have an episode coming out later about them and about all the standard tries. Because I know our podcast is mainly about Modern and Pioneer. So, yeah, yeah, 
so I guess it's kind of speaking about that, the How to Burn event is coming up very, very soon in a few weekends. Uh, so, I, Mikey, you're actually going to play in the main event. Yeah, I, was like, I think I, Mikey's one of the only humans I know that's playing in the main event. It's, it's funny, our group, with the exception of me, for the most part, just uh, does not like modern. I, I, I like modern. Well, so Jacob and Drew and Tyler, like, they're all big modern guys. Sure, yeah. Like, I mean, Jacob will go to every modern thing ever, but, like, like I'm sure he's doing the main event. Mikey, you said you are too, right? Yeah, I'm considering. There's a few decks in my little house because I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can play blue eye control through two days of magic like that. Yeah, I've had people tell me like you what you don't have to worry about that, Mikey, because you have to do six tour better in the main event. So you're 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 fine. Like, hey, if I could it... day two with Yawgmoth, only drop one game day one. True. Yeah. If yeah. I play like, Yawgmoth eight times in a row with blue white control, I might win eight out of those. I might win all eight of those games. So. Yeah, like I've just been so disinterested with modern. Like I love Yawgmoth to death. It's so much fun. But like Elastor's now a card that people fucking consider. Rhinos is really good again. Like yeah, I'm just so sick and tired of like these matchups that like make Yawgmoth look really bad. And Scam and Scam is really rough for Yawgmoth. So right. So it's like and like Mikey said, like the control, like the Ren and Six control and shit is really good right now. Yeah, more shit than I have to deal with. So. My, my, hey, my, but, my poor baby. Yeah. But uh so Mikey, you would probably just jam blue white control. Like if I had a if I had a gun to your head and said, What are you playing or the mate of it, would it be blue white or would you consider anything else? I would consider the mono red Obosh deck right now. Okay. That I, is off the wall. <laughs> that I was my thoughts too. Trust me. I have watched people play games with it. And it's just a scam without extra step. D- does it? Does Garrick know about this? I feel like he'd be very disappointed. No, no, to... Garrick does not know, but I will let him know. Ah, okay. So, okay. so hear me out. All right. So you get to play this card called Ragafan, and you th- ah. don't have an answer to it, then they're in trouble, right? And then if they don't, and then if they're being greedy with their mana. You get to slam this card called Blood Moon. And what Blood Moon says is, I hope you have basics. So, and Blood Moon gives free wins. And, you know, when you play something in modern over a long course of tournament rounds, you want something that says, hey, you know, I I am proactive enough. I hope this is good enough. You know, I've played Phoenix before at an open and did pretty decently. Day twoing and then losing, but you know, yeah, yeah. I was a young. That was me with that was me with Hogak. <laughs> oh, don't come on, Cole. <laughs> I miss him every day. Me too. He died for faithless suiting sins. Uh, fuck it, bring him. He back. died because he was a horrendous sitter. Whatever. So, yeah. Okay. Um. So, Cole, same question. Uh. So you're you're not doing the main event, or it's very very doubtful at this point. I would. Probably say no. I think they have some side events going on, like day one. Like I'll probably go Saturday because I like to cheerlead. Sure. Um, yeah. I look good in a skirt, but uh, like I think they probably do have day one. I'm a hundred percent gonna do the Pioneer 5K thing or whatever that gets an right. invite. Definitely gonna do that. There's a standard of it also. Yeah, I, Mikey I had brought that up before we we started, which I might debate like which one I want to do. 
I will say, obviously, I enjoy Pioneer way more, but yeah. for the standard thing, it, I think, honestly, if you're, like, competent enough and you, like, know the format, like, a little bit enough, probably do better in that one. True. Because there's probably yeah. going to be a lot more, like, standards by fun format people kind of thing. Um, sure. But I think everybody that's queued for RC2 will play the standard event because they know it's good for them. No, yeah, I agree. It's kind of a toss-up. Like, you know, there are, how many people are going to pick the Pioneer one over the modern one or blah, 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 the standard one? Yeah, there may be like, oh, I think the the field will be weaker in standard, so I have a better chance of of winning. Well, or like doing Mikey well. said, I'm queued for San Diego. I might as well do yeah. the thing that's going to give me the most practice. Sure. Like, yeah. I agree on that end too. And people I, I that told... may just not like Pioneer, also like yeah, I mean, Pioneer has standard. its hellscape. Like, Mono Green is a piece of shit to play against sometimes. So. I feel that. Um, <laughs> yep. And I fucking hate Narcissus Reversal. But um, I will say, I didn't say in the story, but round one, that, that fucking creativity player, he wrapped game two, Narcissus Reversal to Treasure Cruise. Piece of shit. Uh, you kind of deserve that every once in a while, though. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I literally was like, oh, I mean, I like, I escaped Narcissus Reversal. And I was like, like, Treasure Cruise to like just doing it like just as a recall and he's like uh i guess this is good and i was like what and he's like reversal i was like fuck you <laughs> then draw a little reversal you know and just a little he got to his for recall for two mana that's bullshit um when you did it for one mana i can't lost my graveyard to do it <laughs> you shouldn't play bad card but yeah like i might like 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 Prince said, if there was a gun to my head, uh, I would 100% just register Phoenix again. Like, Phoenix was one of those decks that felt like shiggles, where it was like just incredibly fun to play. Everything felt really tight. Like it definitely felt good. It felt rewarding when I did well with it. Like against Mikey, it felt like wow, I'm actually like, like I didn't get any free wins off of Mikey. It felt like I had to try. And then like when Mikey beat me, like it, it's one of those decks that like. When I lost, I did. It felt like I lost. Like when Mikey fucked me up, he didn't even take me to dinner. He fucked me up. Um. So I will say, it, it is definitely one of those decks. Like when you win, wow, you felt like you did a really good job and everything you did was right. When you lose, you feel like there was nothing you could have done about it. Sure. <laughs> um. So I mean, that's what you sign up for with Phoenix. So I'm fine with that now. Like I've kind of just, you know scared away the monster under my bed for it and just said if I'm like the guy the only guy in the room that plays Phoenix I'm the only guy in the room that plays Phoenix yeah um but yeah and I know Brett uh, you know beat you to it I know you said because you're on call you know because everyone's like oh Brett's the modern guy he would go do the main event I know unfortunately you won't and you're gonna go do the pioneer one with us yeah I uh I have a pretty so I, for work uh like I'm on call I think I've said this before I'm on call for two weeks and then off on call it goes through like a rotation like three other guys so it's like six weeks i'm free and two weeks i'm uh not but this one lined up where i was gonna be on call until saturday you know day one and i had someone cover the last on-call period that was the team trios event and i feel like i kind of abusing that and i just don't want to keep asking my people for it even though this is a this is a very like one of the biggest events in Texas. I was gonna say if you live Magic. in Texas, we get people from everywhere. That yeah, come to these people events. fly this in. Event, this event is very big. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bunch of Kansas Kansas crew comes down. Uh, but I was like, I, look, I need to take this. One. I, I'll do this one. I'll probably regret it later, but it's also like a little too late. I feel like so. But I would. But I'm like, you know, it's fine. I'll do P- Pioneer on Sunday, and uh, kind of during the on call period where I can't get out, I may just like try to finalize what I think I want to play. But gun to my head now, I'd probably just run back creativity. I probably want to get Drew, like, talk about that, because I would put money on that he would do the same thing right now. And what I would want to talk about char- card choices and things like that, and maybe some sideboard mapping and stuff like that. Um, if I have more time, I tried Tandy. I actually signed up for Tandy's, uh, Todd Anderson's uh, Patreon, because I wanted to get a little bit more info about the black-green sacrifice deck that I played in locals this week and it was pretty fun um i didn't do that anything busted but i had like it, it just felt pretty strong and there may be something there <clears throat> and i may also look at buying the white pieces for the absent version of sacrifice basically it's just priest of forgotten gods tyvar uh metanorks shit like that um and the or and also I'm like you know Lowe'sville I think is actually okay if depending on what I expect in the room, um so I might want to like put some reps in with that deck and do that but I think it's definitely in that in any of those three I I feel like I'm pretty uh beat would be pretty happy with but I don't know we'll see so I think it's like what like two weeks uh, it's a little over two weeks uh it's the yeah, it's the Sunday. So, I, I have time. I have time to kind of brain and think about what I want to do. So, and I should have like every all the cards. I have the Zakama, so Lotus Hill is just right there, <laughs> right there in the box. <laughs> I would right. play that at the Hunter Burden. Maybe, maybe it. You know, combo combo decks are kind of my uh, kind of weird combo there decks. Is kind of my house, jam. You know, yeah. Yeah, let me know if you t- if you uh, play modern, so that way I'll know if I need to worry about the Mikey in the pioneers. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that's gonna. Uh, I think I'm okay to go to outro if you guys are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, we will call it there, Mikey. Uh, thanks for jumping on the call with us. I know, kind of late for you, uh, and we're happy that you were able to jump on with us, and. Uh, and congratulations on winning your second RCQ. I know. I don't think very many people in Dallas have gotten their second one, so that's tumbling. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're one of the first. Yeah, yeah. just you and Jacob are the only two people I know about. There may be more, but I know. And Drew. Oh, Drew, that's right. Drew. Yeah, he won his on Saturday, actually, playing Mill at um, in stock. Yeah. That was probably a good, good thing I did show up there from what I was told. Been very demoralizing. My Everkull was in the mail. It arrived Monday. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry, I, I'm the party guys. If I was doing, I'm looking at amulet lists and Emrakul on the main, or in the in the board is pretty, pretty regular. Like standard. We're, the, we're yeah, pretty close. Yeah. It's, it's annoying that we, Play the stupid card. Yeah, if I if I play blue white, it's it's gonna be in my sideboard for the Hunter Burton. 
part of me wants to just play Kozilek, uh, just because I think you could cast it, and it has it. You care about the shuffle effect; it gets mill, but I don't know. Well, you also care about the mana cost. I I was thinking that too. It's like, like you know, with Tasha's, Tasha's, yeah. My my amulet opponent and the top eight of the Dark Hound tournament literally hard casted Emrakul Brent. So, just saying. The, it, but but Emrakul, you know, that was like the. I stick at Emrakul. I win the game. That is so untrue nowadays. It in, is in MH two magic like binding solitude. Yeah, but what subtlety? Fuck it, throw it back on top. I guess you get the the take an extra turn, and just kind of do it again. But yeah, yeah, it's fair. No, but you know, alter ego is the plan. That's 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 the new that's the new shit. Yeah, it's definitely a good card against Mill. Yeah, <laughs> you got me a crap with it. <laughs> Hey, hey, mine will have counters. So, screw you. So, okay. Uh, But yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week. Thanks again, everyone, for checking us out. And we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. Later.